hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hi, welcome to The Cast Next Door, the podcast where we love your mother's cookies. I'm your host, Corinne McLean. Um, our guests today are Megan Sunday. Hello. And Gina Radcliffe. Hello. Um, to, to old timers to the Cast Next Door game. Today we are covering Minute 81, which for those of you following at home goes from uh, one hour, 20 minutes and one second to one hour and 21 minutes. Um, okay. And goes cuckoo for cocoa puffs at that point. <laughs> yep, this is this is where Here the movie go. that has started to go off the rails has really completely lost the plot. Um. <laughs> you know, it just turn it goes from like erotic thriller to like straight up. You know, Jason goes to the suburbs or something like that. <laughs> Jason goes. It doesn't Jason hang out I in wish. the suburbs anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah. This this goes. It goes bananas. It's fantastic. Yep. It it really is. I mean, it it makes where because it really kind of drags in the middle. Yeah. And then the, the the this whole bit is just the 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 big payoff you're waiting for in watching this movie. That and like the sex scene are like the only real reason to recommend this movie to anybody. Just to sum up for for those folks who are bizarrely listening to our podcast <laughs> but maybe haven't seen this crazy movie. Uh, this is the point at which Ryan Guzman's character is pouring petrol all over the the garage and threatening to either burn down the garage with Claire in it or burn down the or the barn without Claire in it um, and holds the lighter up. She pushes him over. The lighter falls. Flames go everywhere. Both of her, like her son and her husband are like he he overwhelmed both of them somehow and and <laughs> yeah i want to know how yeah, that tied them up and we didn't know. get to see that yeah i mean they were just like he, he i don't know did he get them together i mean because we kevin is pretty much useless i mean he tries at the end but but you know he's useless throughout pretty much the entire movie my favorite thing that i discovered about the actor who plays kevin is i just looked him up on indb apparently he is like one of the only unnamed tributes in the first Hunger Games movie. Does that mean he like got Aww. killed off really fast? Or no, oh, yeah. he like has like a reasonable death, but he doesn't have a name. Oh, <laughs> he's tribute boy oh. from so he's District like, so Three. Like a Hunger Games version, of like a red shirt or something. Yeah, or? He's, yeah he's kind of red shirty and also just like super duper Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> he's Kevin. even more Kevin in that. I think <laughs> it's from the Great. allergy district. <laughs> We farm pollen. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like a big bee with a parade. That would be amazing. He just launches epipens at people. He has like a little, like like a Nerf gun. And just like, they come down with the little umbrellas or the little, the little parachutes. Oh my god, I, I really now want to see a Hunger Games uh, boy next door mashup. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, clearly, clearly, uh, what you call it? Noah's character is from like one of the like District One. He's one of the careers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> yes, but back to the movie that we're actually yeah. supposed to be talking about—not <laughs> the much better movie that is Hunger Games. 
high bars there. So Garrett's threatening them with the lighter, uh, drops the lighter because Claire pushes him. Um, and then Garrett, who's been struggling at his bonds, escapes and then throws Noah away. And, and that's where our minute ends. Wait, is that, yeah, is that like, I thought he, did he shoot him in this minute or is that the next That's minute? the next minute. So oh, we'll okay. get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. yes spoiler alert. Oh shit, alert. did I, did oh, I get a spoiler oh. for people who hadn't watched this yet? <laughs> Sorry. They're all depending on us to to <laughs> do this at a very specific pace. The pacing in this movie, right? <laughs> They're at the edge of their seats. They don't they don't need they have to wait. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Is he going to, to actually kidnap her and Oh, I guess they'll get married or whatever his plan. Really he's, gonna, he's just gonna throw her in the back of the car and just drive to Las Vegas. He, they're gonna bring Kevin. I think it's the previous minute. He says like, "Oh, I guess, I guess we can bring Kevin." It's like that's what I want. That's what Kevin wants to do with his life is travel <laughs> the world with his mom and her abductor and his 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 sexy stepdad. I do like uh, Noah's outfit. It's very, he's very preppy all of a sudden. Yeah, he is. It's like he came dressed up to like still impress her at the very end. Yeah. And then, like, like the, the previous minute, I think he was still trying to, like, come on to her, and, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't show up with, like, you know, bearing, like, a bunch of roses. It's like, yeah, I tied up your, your son and your, and your, and your husband, but, you know, I really, really love you. And I kind of feel like, at this point, like, Ryan Guzman, who seems to be the only one in the entire movie who understands how crazy the movie he's in is. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, he, oh, I expect him to always, every minute of this movie, I kept expecting him to turn the camera and break the the fourth wall and just give this big wink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but he's a little bit less scenery chewy at this point because everything else has gone so crazy around him. And I kind of want yeah. him to be even more over the top. I just love that this is all happening and I'm pretty sure he's wearing a tie. <laughs> Yeah, he does look like he's going for some sort of like college interview, like for this uh, this incredibly brutal climax. I really want to know how he overpowered both of them. Yeah, because I'm I'm assuming Garrett drove Kevin. Yeah, that's why he's there. Yeah, because Kevin's but... not allowed to drive anymore. <laughs> no, no, Kevin is perma perma banned from driving. But then what? I mean, what did he do then? Like, oh, just come into the barn, guys. No, really, come on. <laughs> It's okay. Cool. Come look at this engine block. It's really awesome. It's hanging up from the ceiling. It's, I, bet it's really the cool engine, I bet that's why the engine block is there. I bet that's how he got them into the barn. <laughs> hey, well, guys. I, well, it was there at the beginning. And, and like I said, there, was like, there were actually like two Chekhov's guns in this. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I now, now I'm trying to think back. Like, what did he do to lure... Lure them to the barn. But, well, because they've it's... all been talking about like like his dad's got this stupid muscle car and like and like has Noah's been teaching Kevin about engines and like so I bet it was like oh well, like come out to this barn it's my uncle's or such and so and and I really need to, your help with this engine could you take a look at it with me like well this is one of those situations and you see this a lot in movies where. A lot of this could have been prevented if she just simply had told Garrett what happened. Yeah. And what and yeah. what this guy has been doing to her. And I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little, not that he would have had anything to complain about because he cheated on her as well, but, but it would have saved him a tremendous amount of trouble if she just said, hey, I made a mistake. I slept with this guy and now he's really acting like a Looney Tunes. What do you think we should do about it? Instead of scrambling around you know, trying to stop him, but not telling anybody. Yeah, and, like know, ninjaing yeah. into his apartment. <laughs> and and being super vague, like with the with the detective, like, is there anything else you need to tell me? Um, no. Shifty eyes, shifty eyes. Yeah, <laughs> at, like, at least tell the, like, you haven't actually committed a crime. Like, okay, you don't yeah, want, like, I mean, he's not prosecuting 15. Kevin, or prosecuting Noah no. is a little bit challenging, given that you are his teacher. 
Um, and he's made it look like you pulled strings to get him into his class. Like, that's okay. It, it might affect your career. Right. I- inappropriate, but he was still... But it's not illegal. Yeah, he's yeah. an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tacky, but not illegal. And I, I don't... You couldn't tell the cop this? Exactly. I mean, the I, cop should... Like, the whole, the whole movie is basically, why didn't you call the police? Why didn't you right. call and the police? Right. And also, at the point, too, at a certain point, because, I mean, it comes up later once she does tell Vicky, if she had told Vicky from the beginning, Vicky would have covered this up for her. Yes, oh, totally, totally. Like, no one would have known that they pulled the strings. They would have told the principal, oh, it was a mistake. And it would have been fine. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so many movies that their entire plot just coasts on. This person has made the inexplicable decision to not tell anybody about this. And, yeah, and, yeah. yeah it occurred to me. Why yeah. does no one ever go to the police? <laughs> right, right. And it's like, you know, it would have it would have stopped them from going to the barn. You know, she might have had some help in, you know you know, stopping this guy, or he might have reasoned, hey, maybe it's time to go to the police. Yeah. But no, she, you know, decided not to do that, and, you know, every, you know, everything went to hell. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, you know, they keep making reference to the fact that Vicky's boyfriend is a cop, so if nothing else... Oh, he do they? I, I forgot that entirely. Yeah, because that's right. how she meets the cop in San Bernardino, is that Kevin, uh, not Kevin, <gasps> Vicky's boyfriend, like, pulls these strings, so he couldn't have helped cover stuff up. So why the fuck doesn't Vicky tell her boyfriend? Like, like he could have just gone to Noah's house and been like, "Hey, you need to, you need to back off," you know. Uh, yeah. But nope, nope, nope. Because nope. because Vicky couldn't, you know, tell her boyfriend about this. Like, hey, my very best friend in the whole world needs some help. You're a cop. You're dating me. It's probably something that you're okay with doing. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I guess the point was she was supposed to be really like her teaching career was like super important to her, but there gets to be a point where it's like you're teaching you know, classics at high school. Like, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll they'll probably suspend me, and then I'll get you know I'll get I'll get my job back later. You know, it's better than putting my it's better than putting my son and husband's life at risk. Exactly. Yeah. Once he starts getting violent, maybe you should talk to someone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe possibly. But I mean, I mean they don't even call the police when he almost kills a kid. Yeah, like <laughs> no, right, right, right. Yeah, it's like okay, why is he still? Why is he even sitting in his principal's office? I like mean, he should be like not out rolls. on bail yet. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's embarrassing, but you know, at least your best friend doesn't get you know, brutally murdered. Yeah. Yes. Oh, poor Kristen Chenner. I know. I, she's the old, like she was actually my favorite character in this whole movie, and I'm so sad that she like, yeah. She's apparently the being the only character who who gets to have sex ethically. You buy people sexy shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, you're yeah, a bad person. Shoes. Yeah, because if she wants to wear sexy shoes, she can wear sexy shoes. <gasps> she knows how to save chickens and cook lots of. She likes to bake. She and makes cookies. Baker, <laughs> and she makes pie. And yeah, she she constantly is baking. You would think that with that knowledge of baking and cooking, she would understand that if you've got a if someone has a lighter in your in their hand and has doused a garage with, or a barn with gasoline, the last thing you should do is get that that lighter on the floor. And also, Noah, it's not a funeral pyre if the fire kills them. <laughs> that was, I mean, Just he lighting something on fire a... does not make it a funeral yeah. pyre. No, you're trying to be Achilles or whatever, but let, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's not like he's piling wood underneath them. No. Like, this is not a funeral pyre. <laughs> like, what does it look like? It looks like you're throwing gasoline around a barn, like, which is not a funeral pyre. <laughs> I feel like getting into that semantic debate might have sidetracked him. And why does he have that lighter? Because he wasn't obviously planning that because he just sees the gas and is like, ha ha, I'm going to do this. And they've never yeah. established and that he's he got smokes a 
or anything. And yeah, it's a Zippo. And at least that is that is accurate. Like a regular lighter would not stay lit when you drop no. it. Yeah. So. And then everyone just starts yelling for a while. Yeah. Like she pushes him. She yells. He yells at her. Then Garrett yells. Yeah. A lot of ye- a lot of yelling in this uh, in this scene. Yeah. It makes up for the next the next the next uh, minute. I also like how Garrett escapes in this scene, which is he doesn't like break the ladder or anything. Like no, he uses his engineering skills or whatever to pull <laughs> the the nail out of the ladder so that he can pull the the rung of the ladder loose and get himself loose. Yeah, that that is some amazing. That was like, some detailed like like that was thinking. shot in detail. Like of all you, the things that we're questioning in that scene, that was never one of them. Like we weren't actually going to be that concerned with it, but okay, film. <laughs> if we're going to you know chop it into tiny little pieces, we might as well go ahead and chop every little part of it into tiny pieces. So. <laughs> he says he's got to be a hero. Like he's finally going to prove himself and. Like, this is the most interesting thing that's ever happened to him in his life and ever will oh, yeah. happen to him. Well, there was this, you know, his kid nearly, you know, driving them, you know, driving them off the road. This is still more interesting than that. Nothing is going to get... ten minutes later, they're just eating pizza. Like, we're not going to tell your mom. <laughs> we're not going to talk about yeah. it. You just had some sort of, like, shrieking breakdown in the car before, uh, before it mysteriously, the brakes mysteriously failed. Let's not tell mom any of that. I wish we'd gotten a scene of wherever Garrett is living during all this, because you just know it's the worst, like, bachelor apartment or, like, super cool hotel. Or, like, he's uh, got a pool table instead of a dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, don't you want to live with me? It's really cool over here. <laughs> like, there's a pool, Kevin. Think of all the hot babes. Got this new DVD player. <laughs> it's like that apartment complex where Millhouse's dad lives on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garrett. Oh, man. Yeah, this, Garrett. This, this, his next door neighbor is like uh, Larry from Three's Company. Always like making like, <laughs> finger pistols at him when he's walking by him and all. Promising Kevin that'll take him for his first lap dance. No 18. wonder he's trying to get back with J Lo. It's like Jesus Christ, being single is fucking <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> like I don't know how to cook anything. She like, she cooks everything. <laughs> he let's say it was so easy for Noah to overpower him. He's just sluggish from like all the all the Chinese takeout he's been eating for the past couple weeks. He thinks the the person who answers the phone is his friend. (laughs) Oh, hey, Steve, it's me again. Garrett. Garrett. You know, he tries to throw a punch at Noah. Noah's like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, as far as, like, you know, middle-aged husband goes, he's not bad. But, I mean, you put him up against Ryan Guzman. It's like, you know, I kind of get this now. (laughs) Yeah, given the choice, I'm not going with either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since they don't give him the choice, anything, I'm going with because <laughs> he doesn't get anything to do. You know, what I mean, because he has to be not a bad guy, so that we're fine with it. You know, if they get back together, you know, no spoilers. Like, we have to be okay with it that they're possibly reconciling. So they can't make him a real a real asshole. Right. But then, on the other hand, he has to not be fantastic because they have to have a reason. You know, he had, he had this affair. But then, so all he does the entire movie is just be like, well, I'm really sorry about it. And... The only scene in which he's not whining, and it's the one scene in which he could whine, like where he would have a justification for it. Yeah, he's completely justified whining by the whole, by the end of this whole sequence. It's not a, it wouldn't be reasonable for him to be annoyed at Claire for Ryan Guzman being crazy, but it would be more reasonable for him to be annoyed at her for this than for like 
anything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they could bring this up, like, forever. For pretty much yeah. the rest of their relationship. Remember that you time know. where you slept with a teenager and then he tried to kill me? Remember? Remember? You you owe me so much at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really just feels like they, they thought of all these really cool things they wanted to put in the movie and then realized they didn't have a lot of ways to put it actually in like they wanted to do this cool scene where the brakes go out in the car and it's like this crazy you know they're on a mountain road and they have to what's going to happen but then they don't have anything around it like there's never like we said they don't they never call the police they don't seem that affected by it and it's just one more way to have a scene at the house where noah shows up and is is gross and then you know we, we could tie it in later when she realizes that that's what happened that's what happened to the dad's car and then she sees the plans but well, also, you know, there's, was, there's no chance for anyone to have a moment of, oh my god, we have to recover from this. It's just sort of, and we're fine. It's ten minutes later, but we survived almost dying in a car accident. We're cool. Like, of course, what we would much rather be watching is that moment right after the car accident where everybody's like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, what happened? Like, and freaking out, rather than the, oh, we're gonna have some pizza now. The fact... The fact that the car is in the driveway means that they ostensibly drove it back. Because if a tow truck took it, it would be go- it would be in a yard somewhere. So the brakes are out, but you drove it home. They're not right. that out. They're only kind of out. <laughs> only when you're going down a hill. Only when you're going down a hill. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently at no point did you know, Garrett bring up to Kevin later. So hey, about that fucking meltdown you had right before you know. <laughs> Before the brakes went out, what was up with that? You know what I mean? Where he just, like, decides to flip out on the dad about cheating on his mother, which, of course, you know, it, it, the movie suggests that Noah kind of put it in his head that, you know, oh, your father is just a terrible person and, and yeah. you know, no real man mm-hmm. would do something like this. And you would think that, like, whether, you know, feeling guilty or feeling a little alarmed at his son's behavior, that, that like, Garrett would have said, you know, maybe we should, you know, talk about this when we're not in a car where the like, brakes okay, are failing. you know what we're going to do? We're going to pull over now, and then we can talk about this, son. Like, we can mm-hmm. talk, like, that's what you do when your 16-year-old son is freaking out at you while driving the, the car. Yeah, this, the like, vo- this, like, voice, cre- voice cracking, screaming fit. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, again, that least that appropriate. Young, yeah, that that young that young man should not be raising his voice in a movie at least until he's at least twenty one because that was just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'm really pleased with the minutes that I get to talk about because literally every minute I have got to talk about is absolutely bonkers, insane. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got um the uh, the the blind date scene, which is just nice. like <laughs> the worst yeah, blind date ever. Yeah, that was that uh. was fun. All right, well, I think that we pretty well covered this minute. Um, so I'm signing, I think we should sign off. Is there anything that you guys have to plug? Um, I write a blog about, um, 70s and 80s television. It is, uh, tuneintonight.tumblr.com. Awesome. Uh, and I write a blog where I recap, uh, V.C. Andrews novel. Oh, that's that right. <laughs> trapped, trapped in the attic dot wordpress.com. I unfortunately do not write a blog but i am occasionally present on the internet uh in various places and uh you can find me on twitter and instagram as at sweat tears c uh c is in the ocean not as in the letter uh thanks for listening and we will you will hear from us in either a minute or tomorrow (laughs) bye-bye bye bye that was the cast next door and i was your host corinne mclean with my guests megan sunday and gina radcliffe like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from the castnextdoor.wordpress.com. 
or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis, edited by Darren Husted, produced by Darren Husted, executive producer Corinne McLean. The Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Eurekan, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?